Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, I'm Rohit from LifestyleMastery.com and today I'm excited to have Pranav Ahuja, who's the founder of Zeno. Zeno is a fun social loyalty program that connects consumers and local businesses. Consumers earn rewards at the favorite places for doing what they already do. Uh, Zeno is an alumni of Techstars 2018 batch. Uh, welcome to the show, Pranav. Uh, glad to be here, Rohit. Awesome. So, so Pranav, you know, um, why don't you tell us about your journey uh, on, on what made you start Zeno you know, and what got you interested in this crazy world of entrepreneurship? Got it. So, uh, I actually always wanted to start my own company and I started my first venture while I was in college that was called Quizonation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that didn't really go places. So, I in 2012, I started uh, working for a startup that ultimately got acquired by Make My Trip. Uh, and when I joined them in 2012, I told them maximum I'll stay for a year, maybe two years because ultimately I want to start my own venture. So mm-hmm. I loved working there and I ended up working there till about 2015. Uh, and that's when I founded Zeno. Uh, mm-hmm. So the core philosophy behind starting Zeno. So uh, my mom's actually our first customer and a lot of my friends owned businesses and they would keep coming to me with technology uh, for help with technology and I realized that marketing was one of their biggest pain points and I wanted to use uh, technology to help solve some of their marketing problems and then uh, over time one thing kind of led to another where right now in 2019 uh, we're using artificial intelligence and machine learning to help a lot of large restaurant and retail brands uh, do one-to-one marketing to their existing customers or like we like to call it if you have three million customers we help you create 3 million unique campaigns specific to each and every individual customer. Okay. So, so can you explain more, you know, how, how do you, uh, how are you creating these campaigns? Are you using, uh, you know, uh, AI tools or are you using, you know, Google or paid ads to, uh, to really uh, take the revenue numbers to the next level? Yes. Uh, so, um, it's actually pretty simple, right? So uh, typically what most brands do is they rely just on SMS or just on email and all the marketing channels are segregated. We pull in all of the marketing channels from SMS to email, to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and anything else they're currently using into one single platform. Uh, and our unique differentiator is that instead of giving a lot of data insights to the marketer, we tell the marketer just to create a simple mass communication campaign and then our technology automatically personalizes that campaign to each and every individual customer. So uh, what we realized is that marketers ultimately uh, have a limited bandwidth and they can only do so much, which is why even with all of the technology out there, campaigns weren't getting more personalized, not getting more relevant and the results weren't growing. So the moment you put the intelligence on the other side, we've seen it. Uh, lead to about a hundred and fifty percent uplift. Okay, got it. Um, so you know, do you have other competitors in the in the same segment? Uh, yeah. So right now we're uh, operational in the India market, uh, and brands uh, typically use companies like Capillary Technologies or Easy Rewards. Okay. Uh, and in the extremely enterprise segment, they work with companies like Adobe Marketing Cloud or Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Um, yeah. 
Okay, okay, and and can you talk about some some of the brands that you are helping or some you know uh, lo- when you talk about local businesses, uh, are you you know helping pop and mom stores in retail segment? Can can you explain a little bit more about your? Uh, yeah. Uh, so when we started out in 2015, we were originally uh, working with small businesses, but then over time, uh, actually in mid 2018, we pivoted to sell only to mid market and enterprise. So uh, today uh, we're running campaigns for brands like uh, Forest Essentials, uh, US Polo, Nautica, uh, like a lot of restaurants in Gurgaon near you, like Biryani Blues, okay. uh, Nando's, Dunkin' Donuts, Taco Bell, right? So uh, a lot of international chains and a large Indian brand. Okay. Okay. Got it. And uh, you know, I was interested to know what's your uh, what's your acquisition, uh, you know. Pathway. How do how do you get customers on board? Uh, is it you know how do you, how do you get the leads? Is it through uh, through LinkedIn or word of mouth? Uh, so uh, we rely primarily on three strategies. Uh, okay. One, of course, LinkedIn works really well. Uh, the second uh, is uh, word of mouth. Uh, based on the results we're delivering for one brand, we sign up other brands. Uh, and then, uh, specifically in outbound manner, uh, we focus a lot on events and exhibitions. So uh, about once every two months, we participate in an exhibition currently, or we go out and speak at events about the work that we're doing, and that helps us uh, attract a lot of customers. Okay, and you know, if I may ask, how many how many customers do you have currently, and you know, do you, do you have a, a big sales team or an account management or client servicing team who who looks into each of these accounts? Yes, uh, so we have just over a hundred customers currently, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a sales and a customer success team in total of about 14 people currently. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and how many people are you in total? 20. Okay. Okay. Good. And so, you know, on your blog, you also talk about culture and, uh, you know, uh, how important it is to build uh, a great culture in a, in, in a company. So I was, I was interested in, you know, in last, I think last uh, half a decade, uh, you know, the startup community has really uh, grown in India and all across the world also. So, you know, what are your thoughts on how to build a great culture in a, in a company and how do you do, what do you do to foster, uh, you know, team building and all? Because then this, you know, larger companies like Uber, work, uh, WeWork, and, and, you know, some of the very exciting startups who are throwing a lot of money at people. So what do you do to make sure that your people stick around with you? Got it. Uh, so uh, luckily, our entire core team that joined us two, three, or maybe even four years back is still uh, working with us. Okay. Uh, and I think uh, the few things, uh, like I think it actually comes down to the basics. So okay. we genuinely care about the people that work with us and their career tra- trajectories. So we want to help them grow and achieve their goals, right? Uh, and we actually spend time doing that. Uh, we make it easy for people to try multiple different projects. Uh, or even pursue different departments uh, versus what they started on with. Um, Then uh, beyond that, we focus a lot on internal team engagement in terms of how everyone's interacting with each other uh, and especially hiring the right type of people and even firing the right type of people. So if you have the right people in your team, everyone else automatically bonds with each other and the third thing is what you actually define as your culture code. So I believe Every company has a culture by default, whether you define it or not. 
but what defining it does is it gives everyone a core set of frameworks to work around so instead of having one communication one day and a second communication a different way if you have core cultural principles defined every single person in the company is going to be talking the same language and that helps unite everyone together because a group of people who have shared the same values and think the same way um and beyond that are aligned towards one central mission uh, can do a lot of amazing things together makes makes totally sense um so uh, you know when you, when you when you're looking at a, at a small company like yours you know what kind of people are you looking for when when you when they join the company are, are you looking for hustlers or are you also flexible looking at big large corporates like you know oracle and uh, and you know salesforce to join your company Mm, so uh, when we're hiring someone uh, depending on the role uh, what matters uh, we figure out what really matters to us for that particular role and then uh, we go out so before starting the hiring process we do two things at a company we define a 30 60 90 day plan for the person we're bringing on board and the core traits in the person that really matter to us so uh, for one role uh, we might be looking to bring on board a hustler in another role experience might really matter to us So I think it depends on role to role. I don't think it's a one size fits all formula, though. Okay, right. So you know, I want to talk about uh, Zeno again. So uh, what's what's a revenue model, and you know, uh, is it is it a subscription based model for for brands? Yeah, so our revenue model is actually very interesting. So uh, we charge a fixed fee, but uh, on top of that, uh, we make a major chunk of our revenue from uh, a variable model. where when i said earlier that we help brands deliver a 150% uplift in on revenue on their marketing campaigns so we actually take a share of that uplift in revenue which basically means if we don't deliver we don't get rewarded so when we say 150% we actually mean it and we deliver it okay okay and uh, you know well, you know what, what are the charges for for using a product Okay, so the cost for using our product uh, is a fixed fee, which is uh, depending on uh, the current scale of the customer, which is a combination of factors, which is the size of their current base, uh, their average ticket size, uh, how often they reach out to customers. Uh, in essence, we're trying to identify what revenue we could generate for them, and then price, give them a fixed price based on the value that we'd actually deliver back to them. Okay. All right. Um, so, so you got salespeople who who, uh, who would customize these uh, these sales quotation back to the back to the brands. Is that yes, how it absolutely. works? Absolutely. Yes, okay. that's how it works. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so you know, uh, I was interested to know about your experience with TechStars, and uh, you know, uh, and before the call, we we're talking about Metro Accelerator. So, can can talk a little bit more about how do you. Uh, get selected for tech stars, and how did it, uh, how did that experience help you grow your company? Got it. Uh, I think uh, in terms of uh, getting into tech stars, I got an email from them. Uh, I decided to apply. I went for an interview to Berlin, uh, okay. which uh, worked out well. And before I took my flight back, they basically told me that they're selecting me. But the more interesting story is the learnings that I had from tech stars. So I've even written a, a blog on this topic. Yeah. So in TechStars, in three months, we met over a hundred mentors, and oh, okay. uh, which was really empowering because one of the things that we realized is, uh, as an entrepreneur, you don't know what to do next. You've never done it before. 
right? right? Every challenge is a new challenge. But when you are meeting people who've been there, done that, it helps you solve challenges that might take you a year to figure out. Someone gives you the answer in five minutes. So uh, at our company, we had made a ton of mistakes, which if we had spoken to mentors earlier and the right set of people earlier, we wouldn't have made those mistakes and we would have been able to move faster. So I think that's what Techstars empowered us with the most. Uh, they gave us the right decision-making principles, the right framework so that we could think faster, execute faster, and basically grow our own business faster. And I've actually seen since I've come back from Techstars that we've been able to grow faster as a company. Uh, our company's culture is better and we're making a lot of strides in every vertical. Okay, and uh, and do we, do you also get access to alumni from Techstars, and is it easy to reach out to these uh, to this alumni for help? Yes, it's actually super easy to reach out to alumni. Uh, so we have something that we call Techstars Connect. So you okay. can reach out to anyone there or on LinkedIn, and everyone's very happy to respond to each other. Um, so there's this principle that Techstars lives by called Give First. Okay. And I don't think I've ever come across anyone in the Techstars ecosystem who doesn't live by that. So if you ever need help, everyone's there to help. And if anyone's ever reached out to me, I've uh, helped. So I think it's just a give and take and you just give first and then everything else follows. Okay. Uh, and, you know, you also talked about Metro accelerators. So, you know, can you tell the listeners more about, you know, what is, what is that about? Yeah. So uh, what was really amazing about this program is that you get the entire startup experience from Techstars, but Metro AG is one of the world's largest retail companies with over 50 billion euros in revenue. So uh, since our product, currently our largest target segment uh, are retailers. So we got to lean in on a lot of retail experience that we never had that helped us think even deeper about the problems that we're solving for retailers. So uh, what the program does is it brings uh, Techstar startup experience and Metro's retail experience together um, so that we get the best of both worlds and that helps us move forward faster. Okay. And, and you know, but to be part of the accelerator, do we have to give up, uh, you know, a bit of a stake uh, uh, to be part of Techstars? Uh, yes, we did. So uh, at Techstars, uh, they have a model where for the first 20,000 euros, you need to give up 6%, which okay. is uh, a fee for the program. Uh, so I would say, even though they give you only 20,000 euros, probably the money that they spend on you in terms of your learning is maybe 5 or 10x that amount. And then on top of that, uh, we took a 100,000 euro convertible note from them uh, at a cap of 3 million euros. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, and, and you know, are you, are you still looking for more uh, more funding? And you know, what is the way ahead for Zeno? So uh, right now we're actually uh, profitable as a business, so that's a good place to be in. And uh, we have certain goals. Uh, so our uh, core focus right now is growing revenue two and a half times from where we were a quarter ago to uh, within six months. So we're right now focused on doing that profitably. Uh, so. Fundraising isn't in the focus at the moment, but things change from time to time. Uh, and and Prana, are you the only founder or do you, do you have another you know, co-founder with you? No, I have a co-founder, Aishman. Uh, okay. So we were both in college together. In fact, we were college roommates. So we've known each other since 2008. So it's been 11 years. Oh, okay. 
and and, and does it help to you know start a start a business with a uh, with somebody whom you know for a long term or you know what what is your experience on that yeah it's amazing right because you have someone who's one of your best friends you're starting a business with them uh, right. so you know you can really trust them and lean in on them uh and the startup journey as you know is extremely extremely hard right so to have someone who you already know go along with that is really useful and i think the other key thing is that both aishwan and i have complementary skill sets so okay. even if he's a friend uh, we both bring something different to the table right and i think when those two things go hand in hand together it becomes even more powerful awesome so um, so let's quickly do the top 3 uh, you know what's your favorite business book it's actually atomic habits um uh, so uh i i'm actually reading it at the moment and it just blew my mind right so i've been reading a lot of different books but right. the difference that this has already made on my life is i think magnitudes more than any other book because it made me realize that a lot of small things that you do in life uh make a big difference at the end of the day um so uh, for anyone you know who's trying to do focus on the small things and lead to amazing audacious outcomes i'd highly recommend reading that book also we have we had james clear who's the author of atomic habits on our podcast uh, you know I, i was a big fan of his uh, blog earlier and it's a great book i'll put out on the show notes um, you know if you could go back in time when you started zeno what is the one thing you would have focused on hmm uh, so someone gave us this advice all the way back in 2015 okay sell to enterprises and remove your focus away from small businesses it took us till mid 2008 uh, to mid 2018 to actually make that decision which took us 3 years uh, and i feel like if i could have gone back in time uh, if i made that decision in 2015 we would have grown the business a lot more but uh, if you ask me if i have any regrets about any of those decisions i don't because we got a lot of learnings and i believe everything that happens in life happens for a reason and it happens for the best so i won't really change anything but this i think is our biggest uh, it's our worst decision till date that we reversed in 2018 interesting so so do you think that enterprise has more money and take you know the better decision making than smes uh, that's that's how that's been your learning uh so i think it depends on the business right so if you are selling to startups or technology first businesses it's very easy to sell the small businesses because they can go and put in the credit card online but when you're selling to traditional businesses like restaurants or retailers uh they want assistance right so the cost of servicing them is so high that it's very hard to make a financial sense so uh, uh again like even in the retail vertical right so shopify uh, has done really well in the small business segment where uh they were selling to you know e-commerce business owners who were more tech savvy but okay. when you're selling to a non tech savvy audience i think small business doesn't scale very well oh, okay very interesting and, and uh, you know uh, what's your favorite online tools example gmail slack linkedin it's actually google docs okay. so i live the entire day in google docs uh, i manage my to do list there uh, we manage all our internal work there right and instead of writing emails i prefer writing documents because you can iterate uh, on that and there's no format so it's easy to move things around versus some tools that force you to live and die by a certain format okay and uh, you know what is the best way people can reach out to you or know more about zeno uh so uh, they can reach out to me either on twitter or linkedin i'm very active on both platforms 
Okay. So I'm happy to connect there. Got it. And and Zeno uh, is Zeno dot in, is it? Yes, it's Zeno dot in. X E N O dot in. Okay. All right. Thanks, uh, Pranav. Thank you very much for coming onto the show. I really appreciate and enjoyed speaking to you. Yeah. Same here. I was happy to be on the show. Uh, yeah. Nice talking to you. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.